Welcome to Episode 7 of Gratitude Daily, the No School Edition. To start today's episode, I wanted to share an email I received from Mr. Daly, a fourth grade teacher at Fox Hill, expressing gratitude towards his students. Although it's only been eight days since school was suspended, I feel like I haven't seen my kids in months. Like all teachers, on day one of each school year, I begin to establish relationships with my students. We learn about school and classroom rules, routines and expectations. We learn about each other, our likes, our dislikes, our families, our friends, among other things. For me, I welcome and build a new community each year with my students. Every day, I learn more and more about the kids who are in my charge. I am honored to guide and mold these young people for 180 days each year. By not seeing their faces and experiencing their personalities recently, I am less than whole. I feel a void. Fortunately, I have been able to maintain contact with my kids and their parents through emails, videos, and some social media outlets. While this helps the void I feel by not seeing my kids on a daily basis, the void still exists. Knowing this makes me appreciate my students even more than I realized. To Fox Hill Room 23 fourth graders, I am grateful to each one of you for your individual contributions in making our community the well-oiled machine it is. Your dedication to learning into being respectful, responsible, safe, and kind is a compliment to your parents, your siblings, your former teachers, and most importantly, to yourselves as maturing young people. Thank you for the privilege of being your teacher. David Daly, Grade 4, Fox Hill Elementary. All right, we're live. Or recording anyway. Um, so I'm here with Mr. Marino from Marshall Simons Middle School, um, well known for his uh, video exploits and creativity that he's always posting on Twitter. So uh, thanks for taking a few minutes with me today. Oh, of course. Um, we're all entering this new normal, which is uh, really a unique experience. But the cool thing is we're going through it together. So uh, it's great to be able to connect with different people and hear how they're dealing with this. Yeah, the uh, the interesting thing to me is I've never video chatted as much uh, in the past couple of years as been as I have in the past couple of days. You know, and with people who I ordinarily wouldn't video chat with because you see them from day to day in person. You know. Yeah. Right. And we miss yeah. their faces, so it's it's good. Um, so I guess I wanted to ask you what week one looked like for you. Um, any like changes to your routine? Like how did it evolve for you as we get comfortable with this? Well, to me, week one wasn't really much any different than uh, a typical April or February vacation, you know? Um, after a week, when you start moving into, you know, day 10, 11, 12, you kind of start feeling like, okay, uh, is, is there more to this than just, you know, you can only lay stagnant for so long and then you start, all these questions in your minds, all these concerns you've never had before uh, regarding school start entering your mind. And then, uh, you know, it, it forces you to act on it, you know, reach out, email the kids and begin to wonder how they're doing and 
kind of put yourself second to all of these things, you know? Yeah, it's for sure. Um, it didn't necessarily feel like a Monday morning because all these days have kind of been the same, you know? I don't know how it felt for you this morning. Yeah, I've always been a big fan of Mondays because you know, it's a fresh style of the week. It's like New Year's Day, and I, I try to put my mindset into that. But um, when Monday rolls around, you don't, you know, for me, let's say Sunday, let's say Thursday, let's say Tuesday, uh, it's just that seven days a week is uh, is the same, 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 same. And so uh, it doesn't have that impression as a typical Monday does. So having said that, is there anything as we look forward and realize this may last longer than just the two weeks, anything that you're doing or kind of considering to try to make it less monotonous? You know, uh, it, it might contradict, you know, the objective of not making it monotonous. And that is having a rigid schedule. Uh, I think a lot of us in the past week and a half have kind of just kind of been kind of letting the wind carry us to the left or to the right and wondering what's, you know, what's tomorrow going to hold, next week going to hold. And some of us may have even assumed, you know, everything will return back to normal sooner than it probably is. And so uh, for me, uh, having that social media presence and having that Google Classroom presence so that the kids know that if a couple hours pass and they check Google Classroom or one of my social medias, they'll know that something something new is there. And so that, that dependency on something other than the four walls everyone's looking at becomes um, becomes less secluded and you begin to feel like you're not inside of your house for 24 hours straight, you know? Yeah, it's so funny because the balance I've been fighting myself, having been an early adopter of something like Twitter going back to 2009 and trying to like add some balance and like stay connected with the people like in my day-to-day at work. But now stuck in the house, I'm kind of glad I know how to use the tools that I have at my fingertips to connect with people and find out what's going on and get out of that isolation. You know, and it also shows how far this technology has come along because uh, just a couple of days ago, um, uh, the Marshall Simons Middle School uh, admin kind of held this optional office hours where if you wanted to uh, virtually hang out and just kind of ask questions and just kind of like commiserate a little bit and just kind of be in the same room, um, among those teachers were some some veterans who had never video chatted before. And it was their first time right there at that meeting. And for them to have figured that out and to kind of just do that live on the cuff, um, it's kind of interesting, you know? And that's, awesome. you know, we have, you know, we have chuckles at each other's expenses, you know, cause the, you know, the kids are screaming in the background or dogs barking too. But, uh, but like you said before, it's something that we're all going through together because as, as tech savvy as I try to be, uh, I'm just not used to this, frequency of, you know, what's going on behind me? Is the lighting right? Is the camera high enough? You know, you, you begin taking these new objectives, then, you know, stuffing the camera right in your face, not knowing, am I talking too loud? Right. Oh, I, I can, I can mute the microphone. Well, why would I do that? And um, all those new norms, uh, it's a learning curve and you appreciate it more. And, and, you know, who knows, maybe, maybe after this whole thing and the smoke clears, Maybe uh, more people will be implementing new techniques that we've learned during this time. I know I will. Yeah, no, I think that's one of the things we're looking for is, uh, you know, what are things we can learn a little bit more about with all this time we have on our hands? Yeah. Definitely. Um, 
another thing I was going to ask you, so you kind of alluded to it a little bit, was the hangout with your staff mates at, uh, at Marshall Simons. Any other things that you've done to kind of stay connected with colleagues, friends, students over the last week that you think were, might be useful for somebody else to hear? Yeah, you know, for those, of, for those people who are beginning to use Google Classroom, who uh, who have a district that enables it, but you, you just never have done it before. Starting slow is not a bad thing. Starting easy and keeping it under your control where you're comfortable, um, wherever you're comfortable is where it gives you confidence. I know there's been so many changes to Google Classroom with all these options that have been uh, updated since it started, that if I was to dive in Google Classroom today for the first time, I might be overwhelmed with all the options that are there. And so you have to just kind of, one, meet up with someone who knows this medium that you're going to use. And two, make sure that they're a good teacher because you really want to start slow. And when you just just introducing this, it's very jarring and it can be intimidating. And so my my recommendation or advice would be is whatever medium you choose to use with your classroom, just start slow and basic. Uh, as we entered this untimely break in our routine, I found that after a couple of days, just posting on Google Classroom, a yes or no question, multiple choice, just yes or no, one question, all I said was, are you here? And it said, yes, I am. And it said, no, I'm not. And uh, it, it was kind of interesting. You know, I only got about 30%, 40% of my students to respond. But um, a lot of that, of that 30%, most of them answered in the first 40 minutes and it was it was really exciting um but again i didn't post any assignments i didn't post any kind of prompts it was just check one of the boxes and so my recommendation would be start simple you know yeah i agree find a tool that you're comfortable with and start simple and um as you get more comfortable try something else but it's not a race it's a marathon and the most important thing is to provide some avenue to for your kids to connect with you so you can stay in touch mm -hmm. and eventually get to more meaningful things online. But right now, I think personally, I'm really concerned just about staying in touch with our students and making sure everybody's okay. Yeah, making that effort. Um, I can't imagine what, what it uh, would be like because when I was a student, and it wasn't very long ago, it wasn't common emailing your high school teachers or emailing your middle school teachers. I, I mean, well, I didn't get email until I was a freshman in college when you had to get invited to Google by someone who already had a Gmail account. And so um, to take advantage of what they have in front of them is becoming you know, quickly very necessary. Yeah. yeah, but that's an amazing point too, because I know um, we teach with some great teachers, we teach with some great teachers that have been teaching for 20 plus years and the changes they've seen, like you said, you wouldn't even have an email at home from a student and now they're videotaping literally and I can look into your home and, and share that type of experience. But it's also, it can be intimidating. So oh, yeah. um, going back to your point about just taking it slow and doing what you're comfortable with and mm -hmm. just being available is, is really the key at this point. Yeah, and I think that's the way, you know, education is with different teachers, you know different teachers of different abilities are going to use their different strengths. You know, some people are really good artists. So those teachers are going to be drawing with dry erase markers in their lessons and engage kids that way. Others 
haven't used a dry erase maca in 10 years. <laughs> and, and it's, but, but because of that variety, it's a good thing for the kids. Otherwise, That's great. the kids would be tired of digital displays. The kids would be tired of dry erase markers. And so um, it's the same way using using this. Everyone has their different way of their comfort level. And everyone has a different way of, of moving forward. And so they'll, again, offer the students an opportunity of variety. Yeah, so speaking of learning, um, and we have a little time on our hands more than we planned, um, anything new that you're gonna undertake yourself for personal learning over the next few weeks? So the personal learning, my my kitchen is like a revolving door of electronics right now. I got microphones and tripods, and I'm reaching out to some, of, some students I had on the robotics team who are really up to date on the latest apps uh, to use as mediums and sources. Um, and so everything I've been learning has been procedural on the delivery method of what I know. Um, not to say that what I know is enough because you go always, you know, you always learn, which is why you follow other teachers on Twitter. But right now I, I feel like it's just kind of, it just happened that all of this procedural stuff of, well, if I put my computer up, up higher, or if I use this microphone or, you know, actually, even just now as we're talking, I'm thinking to myself, after I get off this phone, with, off this conference with you, I want to learn how to record a conversation so that I can have a dialogue with another teacher or a student and then publish that as content. Um, right. So for me right now, uh, the, for me, it's the delivery system of everything I know, because right now I've never delivered content this way. Right. Uh, it's always, and, and any content I've delivered this way is out of a secondary attempt to get it out to the kids. We learn right. this in class. Now check this out. Check out this edit. But if this has been the primary way of doing it, uh, I, I for me the most essential way is getting a handle on how to get it to the kids in a way they can understand it. They have access to it. Yeah. Great. Yeah. So workflow type things. That's great. Um, mm -hmm. The last thing I've been asking people about is just is there something that you have found um, to be grateful for over the last week? Because I know it's we're out of school for this terrible thing that's going on and things might get a little bit worse. And I think it's really important that people look for things positive during the day to day. So we're not just dwelling on the negative that could be going on. So I've been asking people to share a source of gratitude that they might've had something that was possible or became possible because of the fact that we're in this situation that wouldn't have been possible. Yeah, I guess it's pretty clear to me that I'm, I'm very grateful for the amount of trust that goes in two directions. The amount of trust that my students have in me to the point where uh, they believe that um, when I post something, it'll be there and tomorrow there'll be something else. And that trust kind of gives me that leadership role. And I value my role as a leader more and more every day but this really is kind of like it puts a pressure on me and i'm very thankful for that and then the other part of that is, is how much trust i have in the leaders you know that that lead us teachers you know admin and yourself to make the effort to reach out and do things like what you're doing now and do things like a google hangout of just a conference meeting with no topic let's just all be in the same area and so um, i'm very thankful that those things are in place because as an adult it gives me bearing and I want to offer that same bearing so that these kids can find some traction in the next couple um, period of time. Yeah. No, that's great. Thank you. Um, yeah. 
so that's going to be it for this one and um, look forward to playing around with this and, and checking in on some more people over the next few weeks. So thanks for taking the time to do this. Oh, I really appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, please don't forget to follow uh, at Mr. Marino Science. That's great. I should have asked where to find you on social media. That's a must at, follow. At Mr. Marino Science. A must follow. Must follow. Snapchat, Instagram, Twitter, and YouTube. <laughs> thanks, Jordan. All right. You take care now. That does it for episode seven of Gratitude Daily, the No School Edition. Thanks to Mr. Daly and Mr. Marino for sharing their thoughts with us. If you'd like to share something with us, you can send us an email, gratitude at bpsk12.org, or you can send us a tweet at gratitudebps. Thanks for listening.